0: Hey guys, Jake the Podcast Guy here and welcome to Sunday Night Teacher Talk on Teacher Class Off Radio where CJ Reynolds answers your questions live and in real time. You can participate in the show every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Real Rapper Reynolds YouTube channel. If you missed the live show, don't worry. Each episode is uploaded the following Monday to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also join our Facebook group to communicate with other educators from around the world. Now, on to the episode. Just like that, there we are. Oh, you, you you just cl- clomping things down, lady. Look, we're out of we're out of whack. We're trying something new here, gang. Welcome everybody. Um, I'm so glad that people are here. Um, because it is it's so nice out here. I don't know if it's nice in the rest of the world. Someone said in Ohio the other day they had snow or something like that. Yeah, when I was doing like the meeting for uh, get your teach on, they were talking about how it was snowing there or something. I was like, nope. That's terrible. We finally got we finally got out. So because it's nice, I you mean, know, like this morning where um, still doing church online. Then we went to. Uh, to could you, anyone, let me know if this is echoey too. The other week we had problems with echo, so we'll look at the um, con- just let me know. Con- uh, I, you know, I can't multitask. You know I know, is. but I'm not there. All right, um, so we seriously bro you know i'm in the middle of this he has to go to the bathroom i guess so uh we haven't trained to use our dog to use the toilet or urinal yet um so we were dude it was church online then we went to uh we were just going to home depot real quick not a sponsored ad by the way but if you know if you're out there hit your boy up um and we saw like this farmer's market so then we stopped and then we like met people that we hadn't seen in a long time and then i was at Home Depot, and I was trying to get in and out real quick, and then some lady stopped me and wanted to have a grass seed conversation. Which, look, I'm always down for because I love grass seed, so it's like let's have a grass seed conversation. So we did that, and um, it just took longer. And then I realized I was starving to death, so the not so secret wife like whipped up some.
1: You really just gave everyone a full.
0: I did. I wanted full them to know. This morning, says, of our, what
1: happens at the, happened at the Reynolds house this morning? That's you
0: funny. can make a real quick sandwich too.
1: I could. A you pork were like egg a egg and cheese I You have.
0: were like a short. That's
1: like a Jersey classic. I have to know how to make a pork roll egg and cheese very quick. It's like on a, a Jersey steak. On cake. the double,
0: like you just like it was like you just whipped out some pork roll <laughs> egg and cheese, That's and so then we funny. ate it super fast. Well,
1: mine's anyway, sitting
0: here. I didn't even eat it yet. Um, you you can get to it. I'll, let, I'll Thanks. We'll, we'll make time for you to be able to eat. Um, oh my gosh, something I heard this week I want to say before as we're getting started here, uh, is you know, I heard a quote this morning, um, that was from my mentor's mentor. And I I wrote it down. He said, just because something is valuable, doesn't mean people will see the value in it, right? Just because something is valuable doesn't mean that people will see the value in it. And Man, that just hit me. That's like, how many times are you in school? Are you in a relationship? Are you talking to someone? And you're like, no, this is really important. We should have this program. We should focus on these students. We should um, put time and energy into this initiative. Um, and But no one else sees the value, right? I, I spoke I spoke at a school, and I'm, this is not a slight to them at all. I spoke at a school in the fall, and um, they... I was running this is my mistake. I was running off Google Slides instead of running off something that was downloaded and a video in there that was linked to YouTube and it wouldn't play because the school would not allow the school would not allow the teachers to access YouTube. Um, which I just thought was like it, so it didn't work and all the student all the teachers in the whole room, it was like five hundred teachers from the district in this room, um, all laughed because they were like, Yeah, this is a thing that's like this is you know, it's valuable. YouTube is a valuable tool, right? To use in the classroom for like a thousand different reasons. Um, but just because we see value in something, just because we know it has value, uh, we can't make other people see it all the time. So with that, look, I'm, I think, you know, let's, let's, let's make this transition. Um, it's a Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, wherever you are in the world. And uh, we are trying as a group to bring value to one another. So I thank you so much for being here. My name is CJ Reynolds. Um, and uh, if you've not been here before, look, and you're wondering, like, what the hell are we doing? Look, we're just a crazy group of people that meet every Sunday. And we, uh, we talk about teaching. And what we're trying to do is help one another be the teachers that we're called to be. This is not the only thing we have going on. Um, but it is for sure for the last almost six years we've been doing live feeds, uh, which is crazy. So um, you know, people have been showing up here for years, but if you're new, awesome. Welcome. Everything else that you could possibly need to know about us is at uh that's the wrong one, is at real Um if you want to get private mentoring, we can do a phone call. Just go over there. You can sign up for it. You can get um there's a little bit of resources over there, but we're working on getting a lot more. There are, you know, links to everything from my book to everything else what we're trying to do is like create the most amount of stuff that we can to help teachers not just survive the year but thrive the year so with that uh we're gonna jump into it are you ready yeah first let's question. do it lady
1: first question comes from uh john lopez he's asking what would you have taken off of teachers plates this year if you were an administrator it's a great question
0: oh that's a great question dude so if no one i would say follow john lopez on social media but he's an analog dude follow you know he, he could start a newsletter though where he would like hand write you a letter every month <laughs> and send it to you mm. let's see i think i'll tell you what john i i am a strong opinion that if you've been teaching something for three years uh that you shouldn't have to submit lesson plans anymore, unless you unless the admin deems that you, as a specific individual, really needs it. I think the time that teachers spend. Look, I think planning lessons is utterly important. I think that coming up with in- interesting lessons, with tying them to the curriculum, with having a scope and sequence, with all all the things like that stuff is important. The formality of submitting something that I would say most schools do not look at. I have access to a lot of schools at this point. I get to talk to a lot of interesting people in, in administration, and most people just don't read lesson plans. And why should they? Because it's a waste of your time. Um, it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a cover-your-ass kind of a thing rather than something that's important. So I think uh, forcing teachers' hand at submitting lesson plans is something they could take off their plate. And then it's really, uh, you know, John, I think – it's going to be different for schools, but here's, here's one thing that I think would be interesting if admin did. Our new administration this year threw so much at us that they, we had to do. And the funny part was that we would get into these meetings and you'd be in there with like the curriculum, the guy who's like the curriculum developer, the curriculum coordinator. And he would ask for something and by a certain date, and it's like, well, how, how are we expected to do that when we have this other thing due that day that the assistant principal gave us to do? And he was like, oh. I didn't know you had to do that. it's like, yeah, we've been doing this all year and we have to do this thing. Oh, all right, well, I'm going to have to get back to you. So when one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing at any given moment, um, I think a lot comes down the pike for teachers to do. What I think would be really fascinating is I I would love to see uh, someone from administration that's giving a lot of stuff to do. And this isn't like, I'm not trying to dig. I'm not trying to catch anyone in anything. I just, I enter into most things with curiosity. I would be curious to see how do you all think this should happen? How do we work this? How do we get it all done within school hours? So really think about if teachers didn't have to work on stuff on the weekends or after school or early in the morning. If you just could stick your contracted hours and get it all done, what would that actually look like? Now, look. I do stuff outside of contracted hours all the time, but I do it because it's fun. I do it because it lights me up. I don't do any. I'm not getting back to emails on the weekend. I do stuff that's like trying. I don't know stuff that I think is entertaining to me. Um, but it is. Uh, it's. It's that would be really fascinating to me if someone could, could map that out for me. What you got, buddy? Oh,
1: our next question comes from Steph Shook. She's asking, "How can you have confidence with your that your students will pass the EOI?" Um, end of year test when every indication says that they won't practices and pre tests etc.
0: So, Steph, I think sometimes it, it really comes down to like um, asking yourself how important that stuff is. Is is the end of year test important? And if so, why? Like, is it is it so? And I'm not saying that's not right. This isn't like a, a pathway to 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 going against the grain here. Um, it's just getting real clear on like, is this assessment worth it? Is the pressure I put on my students worth it? Like they, they're actually getting something out. This is actually has some value to it. Um, or is it not like, is it just uh, like obligatory? And so, um, or does this reflect on you? Like maybe you're, sometimes people's jobs and their raises are connected to student scores that they have in their classroom. So I think it's getting clear on that and then getting as clear as you can look I think we can oh we can I think we motivate kids the wrong way I think it's motivating kids with really connecting what they're doing with those assessments to what they want to do in life like how does this connect to what you want to do in life so you have this vision for what you want your life to look like and then how do we reverse engineer that so it's like you see that this plays a part in it and look even if it doesn't necessarily play a part, it's, I, I've sometimes used testing as an example of like, look, sometimes things things have to do in life suck. Sometimes they're not fun. Sometimes it's not as exciting as you want it to be, but you have to learn how to do hard stuff. So we're going to learn how to do this hard thing. And I'm going to give you, you know, even if you break it down you tell kids like, here's five ways, just five ways that are going to exponentially help you do better on this test. And then you look at those things, right? Like, how to look at multiple choice answers, how to look at a close reading passage, how to look at like when you get tired and you're worn out and you're 20 questions in and you don't want to do it anymore, how do I get um, just a little bit more out of myself? So I tell my kids like, dude, just do one question, just one. And then the question after that is, can I do one more, right? And I think that that is, you know, I forget who said it. I heard it through Tim Ferriss, but when Tim Ferriss talks about uh flossing your teeth and how it's not it's not fun no one i I mean i don't maybe some maybe someone out there is just like no what bro like i love flossing my teeth but it is (laughs) not something that people i think most people probably do uh i i do just want to put it out there flossy suckers every day um but uh it is not an easy thing to do so how do you start flossing your teeth you just floss two teeth that's it just between two teeth that's it and then you're done But like, by the time you get the string out and you did it once, it's like, can I just do one more tooth? Yeah, I could probably do one more tooth. And that's how I, that's how I read the game to win for most of the stuff I've accomplished in my life is by figuring out, can I do one question? Can I do one section? Can I work for 10 minutes on this thing? And I I don't want to do it anymore. Like, so every year when we got to do our taxes, no, we don't want to do our taxes ever. It's a pain in the ass, especially when we have a small business. Um, But it's like, can we do this for 30 minutes? Can we just get organized? Like, so you're figuring out whatever that is, um, and then taking it from there.
1: All right. Our next question comes from Jake. Uh, what are some fun, creative ways you all have seen schools drive family slash community engagement?
0: Oh, Jake, that's a great question. I, I think, I I think a lot of schools have gone away from family connection when it's not. Like tied to a newsletter that goes out, or I don't know, whatever, other other, like kind of
1: initiative or campaign. Yeah, yeah, right. Like,
0: but you're not just like involving parents and what they're doing. I'll say, I'd love to know what other people are saying about this too. So if anyone else can speak back to Jake, um, I'd love to hear what y'all are are thinking about. But when I think about it, I remember like one of my favorite, this is such a simple thing. One of my favorite things I ever did with our kids at their school. Was one of course going on class trips, but that, but we all know that teachers pick very certain teachers because you don't want to take any people that like you can't trust or that you think you're going to be out of pocket on a class trip. But, um, I love taking class trips, but I think going in and reading to our kids was one of my favorite things ever. Our when our kids were in preschool and grade school. We were, uh, could pick any book, and you would come in, and everyone would put their head down, and you'd walk in the room, like, All right, who's going to be the reader today? And then the kids get surprised, like, especially, like, my kid would, like, That's city life right there. I hope, I don't know if people can hear the cops going by, but um, they would get so stoked that we were in there, and I'd always bring, like, the weirdest books I knew nobody else was going to bring. Like, one of my favorites was uh, Derek Brown's Hot Hands and Ralph and the story of the Weirdo Winter. And about this little girl whose hands were always on fire and she didn't have any friends. So she makes this friend, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's a great book. And um, that was one of my favorite things as well. What I've done as a teacher is we've done a couple of things this year. Not this year, but like in the past 10 years at my school where we've had things like the Black Excellence Symposium, which is like bringing in... um, People of color that have achieved some level of success in something, right? So maybe they're a contractor, they're an entrepreneur, they are they own a small store in the community, they're a recording artist, they're a dancer, like what, a writer, whatever it is that they do. So you're bringing in folks to talk about that stuff, I think. And we've had parents be a part of that also. We've had career day where we have people with like really interesting careers come in, and talk to the students about like how they got there and what their story was. Um, I've had tons of people in for my hip hop class because uh, for those of you that don't know, I teach um, history of hip hop is a, is an elective that I teach. And so I it's really big to me. It's a really uh, of a lot of importance anyway for me to have other folks come in, because I grew up in Haddon Heights, New Jersey, um, a 45-year-old, like, white dude, like, and so I know a lot about hip-hop, but I don't live hip-hop, I appreciate hip-hop, so what I wanted to do was have folks that come in that have lived hip-hop, and so that might be folks from the neighborhood, entrepreneurs from the neighborhood, artists from the neighborhood, um, but I've had a number of parents come in, too, that, it, like, grew up during a certain time, grew up during a certain social movement, grew up Um, listening to a certain kind of music, grew up in the music industry and, and maybe you're still there. Maybe I've moved on, but like that to me is a really great way that we're not just inviting parents into something. We are, they, we're putting them in charge. They, they they're kind of um, the focus of what we're doing. They're not just attending a play or something like that, which is important too, but you're figuring out ways that like, who's dad, who's mom, who's grandma, who's aunt, cousin, whatever, did what? So how can we get those folks involved? And then what happens is you have this multifaceted community that surrounds the child, right? Where it's like mom and dad know the teacher, grandma knows the teacher, they know the principal, we know the kid, it's this whole kind of magical community that is created instead of just being Teacher to student, student to parent. And so, um, and then sometimes admin sends out an email or a newsletter to everyone. It's a real community surrounding that child. So, yeah. I'd uh, love to know what other people are doing, though. So,
1: someone in the comments said, Melissa said, our school does a monthly breakfast with books, which I thought is a really cute idea. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder what grade that is. I don't know. Because you know, no teenager wants their mom to come in and talk about books once a month. They're like, oh my God, mom.
1: Stop. I know. Can you imagine, like, the mystery reader, like, outside of elementary? Like, what? I wonder what Yo, you, like, it would be hilarious. I'd love it.
0: For- you know what we do? Um, this is so great, that, and I don't know if anyone else can do this. If we find out that a parent is there for a kid, like, to drop something off, or someone sees them in the hall, we always call the office and tell them, please send that parent down to 106 for a moment. They come down to my room, they open the door, and we give them a standing ovation every time. And then just talk to them for a moment. And it mortifies kids most of the time. All the other kids love it, but not mm-hmm. the kid whose parent it is. But the parents always love it. They're Aww. like, oh, this is your classroom, and that's where you sit, and this is what's going on. Then they want to hang out, and, and the dudes are just like, mom, please leave. But I'm like, yeah. oh, no, we do not celebration. It. If I knew that, like, you know, if I thought I could get away with that, i even shoot them with silly string but. You know, that stuff can be...
1: All right, our next question comes from Myesha. She's asking, my students have been in a habit of collaborating with someone near them, some intentional and unintentional. How can I break it to them that we will be testing individually?
0: Uh, I think, Myisha, I think you know what you're going to... Like, even just knowing you a little bit, you just tell kids, look, this this is how we're doing this, right? Like, um, that what we're doing right now is about you and not about the we. And so it's it's just having that conversation with students but I think it's explaining why that is the way that has to be. So just like when we talk about like why shouldn't students talk during a test um and how do we get kids to be quiet not just cuz I said so, not just cuz I put the, like my foot down and that's how it's going to be. Listen, you're going to listen to me. This is how it's going to be. It is I mean we were even in um in a summit recently and one of the administrators was trying to get the kids quiet, and they made them stand up and sit down like five or six times so they were quiet. Because they wanted to stand quietly so they could do the pledge for our school. And then when the kids like didn't have their heart in it, um, there's a rando dude in the neighbor's backyard. Because um, that's where we live. What's that guy doing? I don't
1: know if he's rando.
0: He looks rando. All right. Sorry. Anyway, this this is this city living, man. You you live
1: so close, like literally. We just had this conversation this morning with Birdie. Like, there's no level of privacy around here. No, just none. No, you are on display 24 seven. Yeah, and
0: so, but then also, I mean, like, we had some rando guy show up in our backyard last spring and like just sitting there, just sitting there, like.
1: Well, he wasn't just sitting there. He was a little confused
0: and a little. He was on drugs, probably. Yeah. So anyway, um, we had the summit. And uh, it's which is like an assembly, and so they had the kids standing up and sitting down, but the way they were communicating to the kids was like, All right, let's do this again. And, you know, I'm really, I'm really disappointed that you guys can't just get up and just do this the right way. So, we're gonna try it again, we'll be here all day if we have to. And as I'm listening to them, I'm like, All oh, you have to do, like, it, to me, it just seems so much more simple to just go. Yo, listen, everyone. Let's just real quick. Let's understand why we're doing this. We're standing quietly so that I know that I have your attention. We're doing this um, pledge, which we have this pledge, which is basically like a list of affirmations. Look, this is why we do affirmations. This is what this does for your heart, for your soul. Even if you don't believe in it, right? So you're standing up or being a part of something together. Um, It's it is just the way, not even what you're saying, but it's the way you're saying it. Like, look, we can do this. This is like this is great we're all together these are your brothers around you and like we're, we're doing this in community together so like what on three let me see everybody get up together and we're going to say this together because we want say it like you want to not because you have to and it's changing that around so like listen y'all have been working so great together all year like i just love how much you've been collaborating not all of you collaborate in the right way by the way and we're going to have a conversation about that but that's something different but for the most part i just love it so much but for this test, now sometimes, right, sometimes there's a Marvel movie and we got the Avengers all together. Every once in a while, though, Captain America has some kind of solo journey that he's got to go on. That's what we're going on right now. We're going on the solo Captain America journey. So um, that that's what we're going to move into. So for this next part, here's what I need from you all to do. So it's just it's framing it like it's not a punishment, like it's something we get to try to do, like it's something that like yo, this isn't, I always talk about things like it's not a big deal. Yo, guys, all you got to do is. Write a seven-page paper. That's it. It's like, it's literally five, it's seven one-page papers. And you've written five-paragraph essay a thousand times. So, like, it's really not that big of a deal. And it's based on this. And you love this. And, like, look, yo, I know you're a great writer. And, like, I know that, like, you know, you're just, the way you mix things up, the way you introduce stuff has so much to do with what you're doing. So, I think it's coming at it like it's Mm -hmm. an awesome thing.
1: I like that Chris said, he said, uh, CJ changes the soundtrack. It, it, it Essentially, it yeah, is. And I love that. Yeah, uh, one
0: of my favorite podcasts from last year was this guy, John Acuff, was on the Darius Daniels podcast. And he wrote a book called Soundtracks, and you hit it on the head, uh, Chris. A it's, really
1: interesting one, and I'm going to get it for my for our own children, is John Acuff just came out with, um, I don't even know if it's out yet, but him and his daughter. Everybody hit him oh, up word, yeah. for that book, said Soundtracks was so great. They requested one for like teens. um And so his teenage daughters and himself wrote a teen version for kids. So, yeah, we're going to read that book uh in our household with our kids. But yeah. this could be interesting. John Acuff is uh it's A
0: C U F F. He's really.
1: Oh, Chris Carson said, I love John Acuff. Yeah.
0: Fascinating. I, I, he's one of those guys that got put onto by Darius that I was like, how did I not know this guy yeah. existed already? Like, so, anyway. Right,
1: speaking of Chris Hit Carson, it. his next, he is next on the, man. on the, uh, in the line. Um, his question is, who is your, your USFL team? Uh, that's United States Football League. I had to look that Oh, up. all right.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh. the Eagles?
0: I don't, know. Is that it? I that know, a, that's the, the NFL? NFL, babe. Um. I don't even,
1: who's in the USFL? It, I didn't know that was listen. a whole other team. Oh, my goodness. Let's
0: go back. If we, can we have, um. <laughs> Maybe I can do this. Uh, no, I was going to do... Don't take time to forget. Look, I was going to do something Chris, I'm fun. sorry
1: to disappoint you. I don't think we have an answer for that
0: one. Chris, I grew up playing sports and being... Even though my dad was a coach, I played right field every day. Every single time we played. Right? There was no hope for me. And I was afraid of the ball. I should have been a right field. I actually should have been doing... I should have just got snacks for everybody. And I found out in high school that, uh, that you could be cool... You could be in a terrible band and still be cool. Right? So that's what i did i played in terrible bands and got cool from it and i didn't have to ever hit or catch a ball um i was so bad at basketball in fact And i tell my students this every year that i remember being in gym one time i think it was in 10th or 11th grade and they were picking teams and it was all my friends and they go yo look we'll take reynolds but um this actually happened someone actually said this we'll take reynolds but if he hits the rim we get a point point. and everyone i remember people going it's fair, fair enough, yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so I don't that's why I don't pay attention to sports except for the Chris Eagles.
1: Said, uh, we got the New Jersey Generals or the Philadelphia Stars.
0: We're just gonna go with Philadelphia, yeah. We're Stars, too close they're to my it. favorite team in the world. I actually, um, to not be a Philly. I was thinking about getting a tattoo on my chest. It's just all right,
1: ridiculousness. Okay, our next question comes from Sophia. Uh, taking my last teacher certification test on Tuesday. Any tips for going in confidently? I'm not the best test taker, and I'm feeling pressured to pass the first time. My job wants me certified ASAP.
0: So, you know, I'm going to say this, Sophia. Let's go Let's go woo-woo for a second. I am really into um, sort of that soundtrack mentality and, like, I don't speak things into my life that, that I don't want it to exist. Look, I'm not good at a hundred things. Some things I got to admit to, right? Like that's why I'm not in a men's basketball league because they would just be like, what's wrong with this man? He is, uh, he he keeps hitting the rim and going point, And it's like, no, sir, you have to get in the hoop. Um, But I, so I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are, but I just don't speak things into existence. Like I, I just walk into stuff like I got it under control, right? Like, like I just got it handled um i don't know if i have it handled i don't know if i have it under control like when you go and speak to schools sometimes i speak to schools and they're stoked that you're there or you're there at the right time of year like beginning of the year everyone's like a little bit excited and you keynote and it's like oh yeah it's great um and then other times you go in and it's like when i spoke at that yeah i went to that principals uh thing that atlantic city and like literally every administrator after the last two years they're just like this are you talking oh you're you're beginning go ahead go ahead they were not having. I had a couple of people afterwards come up, but you could just tell like the vibe of the room man, yeah, was, was strained. I don't care. I go in there like I'm, you know, throwing seven different kinds of fire around the room, man. I think like that's
1: true and that's the way to go in. But I also really think that like don't don't take that pressure from your school. It's like, great, they want you certified, and that's great, and you're on your way, and you're gonna do it, and in the time and the pace that it takes you to get it done, and you'll get there, and if they're impatient, maybe that's not a good place for you. I don't know, but like, yeah. that's that's my feeling on it. I think, don't don't take that pressure for them. That They're trying to give you that gift of pressure, to say, no thank you, I'm gonna go in there, be confident, take the test. Yeah. And if you have to take it again, oh well, who cares? CJ had to take it again. <laughs> you took a couple tests multiple times. <laughs>
0: Didn't I took one test multiple times? I failed to practice the first time. That's what I mean. I that's because we, that we I just, were going to Puerto Rico. That's an excuse I give anyway. Test but test
1: taking is just—it's you know. Test taking is not—it's not my, it's like it's not my, my not, jam.
0: But I go in there like, if this is for me, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm gonna pass this test, no problem. I just w- like watch this.
1: I think that, and then don't take the pressure that the other people yeah. or whoever is giving you. I just anymore mid forties. I have learned so much in my life, and I'm gonna curse. Uh, I just don't take the shit that people try and shovel at me anymore. I just go, no, yeah. thank
0: you. It's like they're giving you a gift, and instead of taking it, you go, no, whoa, whoa. Yeah,
1: I just go, no, thank you.
0: It's just like when some... has I I,
1: have to take it just because you want to give me something does not mean I have to take it.
0: Something that got put Sorry. on me, this is slightly different, um, but don't take her question off yet. Um, somebody, I, I don't know where I heard this, but they were talking about negative talk, right? So like when someone t- talks about you in school... Um, so my, there's someone on my administration, I won't even put them on blast and say what, what position they have constantly talks about me in meetings and says negative things. Like they can't stand me. And I'm like, for, but you know, I love when people love me and I don't like when people don't like me. So it bothers me. But so what I told my friend who kept telling like every time we meet, oh, oh, so-and-so was talking about you again. They didn't like this or this or this or this. Yes. And I go, I said, wait, they told you. They didn't tell me. So don't tell me like I, I don't want to know unless if they want to come and have the hard conversation and confront me with some stuff. Let's go. But like I don't want to like they told you they didn't tell me. Let's keep it that way. And I that was told to me by someone and it has worked like wonders. Um, so anyway, that was just a side note. Other than that, Sophia, best of luck to you. And look, if you need help um, or if there's a specific thing that you're struggling with, you don't know what to do. Um, yeah, go in the Facebook group, uh, Real Rapid on Teacher Talk. If anyone's not in there, it is an unbelievable place to go and to meet people and to hang out and, and learn from folks. So please head over there and, and, and do that.
1: Yeah, it's a great group. Um, this doesn't have a queue, but I'm going to go. Cause it's do a great it. One. It says, uh, Jean is asking, do you think students have too many classes? It would be like us going to eight professional development sessions five days a week.
0: Jean, I think school is long for no reason. Um, I think I, it's I, long for babysitting. It's long for babysitting. It's not or like
1: child care, I should say, not
0: doing anything that long where you're, you're not working, you're consuming that much. I mean, there is some, like you're doing work, you're doing activities, things of that nature. But like, um, my guys come to school at seven 45 in the mornings, class starts at eight Oh five. They're not done till three 30 with a mandatory mandatory after-school activities. So they ha- they. if you don't sign up for a group, they will just put you in anything that they want to put you in until 4 o'clock, 4.30, something like that. We used to be there till 5. And so I just think that that's too long. Like, you're young, and it's, it takes all the fun out of it. So, yeah, I do think that it's too much stuff. Now, look, what do we cut out? I don't know how we divvy that up. I think that takes some, like, some dreaming and, and some some really looking at, at some of the stuff that we're doing. But um, yeah, it's, I, I do. And that's a whole, I could go I to a I read a article
1: that this morning um, on, I think it was VR Teachers. They pump out lots of articles, mm-hmm. those guys. Um, I was reading an article and they were talking about how like kindergarten, like same thing, it's just like too much rigor, too much academics. It's like we're missing the developmental play and the off time. And I think people forget, how important that is and I think that that's so important for that kindergarten and really young age but I also think it's really so important for it is uh teenagers
0: when I when I was in high school as soon as you were done eating you could go outside mm-hmm. my students are never allowed outside we go outside um and if we're if we I took my students outside the other day to make fire in the parking lot um and I'm going to say that without explaining because it it's even funnier but uh we we're in the parking lot and every other kid is at the window like mm-hmm. what do they do they got out. They're out there, and. Uh,
1: I really think schools are very similar to prisons.
0: Oh Our no, that's system. a whole. I, look, that's Look, I'm I'm not, a, say it. I'm not, not, I'm not gonna, afraid. I wish. It? I wish people could see the level of sass on your face sometimes when you say things.
1: Yeah, I have it's to just, figure out like. You
0: just drip sass.
1: When I'm done, like, or not done, but when my kids don't need me to homeschool and raise them as much, I like wonder like, where will my passion Were you education. taking that fire? Yeah, exactly. You can be right now, it's for my own It's going to be but... real
0: rap with the Reynoldses. <laughs>
1: no.
0: Real rap with Reynolds's. <laughs> no. Both okay, of us. You ready for
1: another I'm going to make
0: a black and white face of you, too.
1: So did you answer that? Is I that did. a
0: yes? Yes. I'm <laughs> oh, sure.
1: Alright, Miss Lynn, or Miss L, is next asking, you often say that teaching is a communal activity, but what do you do when you realize that your ideas and passion is a threat to other teachers who like to gossip? Often...
0: Need to go it alone? That is a great question. Uh, teaching's weird like that, right? Like you do something awesome, and instead of people celebrating it and getting all stoked about it, it becomes like a competition or like what it is. I think a lot of folks, and I think this is true in life, right? Um, the success that you have, the uh, you being yourself, your authentic self out loud, it threatens other people and it holds a mirror up. Um, what did what did Denzel Washington say? You're something so to the something effect of like your, your spirit, like your angels aggravate the demons and others, something no. like that, right? So whether or not you're an angels and demons person, as uh, not the point, but it's like what you when you are going at it when you go full tilt and you're trying to just make school the best, uh make your life the best, be the best parent. It aggravates, holds a mirror up to other people and and makes them feel some type of way. And so, um, how do we feel better when we're like that? We just tear other people down uh, in mass. Let's all get together and talk crap on that person because then we all feel better for sucking. So, um, and not even for sucking because I think that a lot of those folks are lying to themselves that they're not even probably doing that bad of a job most of the time. So, I think community teaching is a communal activity because otherwise, I think you need people to share your wins with and share your losses with. I will say this year, um, I have felt there is a there is somewhat of a community at my school. like I I spend my first prep of the day with uh, these two women that I teach with uh, in the art room and they're really great and I love hanging out with them every day. Uh, I really, really love my co-teacher and I don't talk about that enough, but she's been with me for three years. Missy is amazing. Um, and I don't use that word very often. but Missy is truly amazing. Um, and I have other friends at school, but like, not like I've had in the past, but I'll tell you what, like today I'm going to call my buddy Cho and, uh, who I used to work with and she's up in Boston, um, going to school up there, getting her doctorate. But like, that's still who I tap into, um, that I tap into having like a, a therapist tap into having a spiritual director tap into having like their like certain friends that I go to. So that's, that's something also, they don't even know they're, they're always part of my team either. Right. They are though. And that, but then in school, it's, if you can't find people, you have to, I think the the beauty in that is that you have virtual, you can find people virtually to connect with as well. And, and um, you know, and your crowd doesn't have to be huge. Now, how do we change that dynamic in a, in a school? I think, I think we can. It's about knowing who you are, knowing what you're about, and knowing what you want. And then when other people do cool stuff, like so I've had folks that that diss me hard that don't like the noise, the distraction, the chaos, the stuff that we're doing in class. They don't like it.
1: Every year there's somebody.
0: There, there is. Or a few. I could... It, but then they'll do something cool in their class and it's like, all right, now I have an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. I can either... Be like, well, you didn't like what I did, so I'm not going to go to what you did. I'm not going to support you. Or you show up and you give them the sonic boom of love, and you just like you just like wear them down with love. Yo, what are you doing? Yo, I saw that mural you made in the hallway. Firefly. I like, loved it. Oh, your door decoration, amazing. Um, yo, I was at the copy machine. I saw like one of your copies come out. I just love the way that you like are doing that, and it, like speaks to this. And I love how you're doing this for kids all the time. It is because then what happens is I think. When we love people out loud, it makes it so uncomfortable for them to diss us now. Like now you're going to go to a meeting. And if you do, that's on you. Like I, I like I, I'm, I am uh, independent of the good opinion of other people. You go do what you want to do. And I don't even want to know about you talking about me. But like even if it gets back to me, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm just going to keep showing up for kids every day. But when we celebrate others, it's real. I think it. I won't say it makes it impossible for them to still hate us, but it makes it real uncomfortable. I think for folks to be like, oh, and I just know that from experience. Like, if I've ever like talked crap on someone and then they like will say something nice to me or compliment me on something, it's like, oh, oh, maybe you're not the way that I thought you were. Maybe like, uh, I don't know. I think that shifts things, but it, it. But it's that. Idea of like turning the other cheek, but then, like, um, but not just taking it, it's actively going against it with love. I think that gets you somewhere.
1: Mm. All right, our next question comes from Scott What are some effective storage methods you would recommend? I have ugly cardboard boxes high, holding lots of materials, and I would like to sprinkle some magic on my storage situation.
0: So, Scott, this is a great question. So, I think there's a couple of ways that I would go about this. You could do something um like manufactured a lot of stuff is expensive i find that ikea has really inexpensive and really fun stuff if you really look so like uh you can barely see it but like this thing over here is this um it is pegboard it's ikea's take on pegboard and so they have all these little containers and you can put all your crap in them and these just slide off so you can use them um i have ones that that's how i keep like all my googly eyeballs separated by size because you know you don't want to go when you're when you need a real quick googly eyeball people you can't be looking through the whole thing like it's a junk drawer you need to have the big ones the medium ones and the the little tiny ones um they also have like these little things that just I put my hands in i have markers in it and it's quick easy access for things um i am huge on one container for one thing i almost never put more than one Type of thing in a container, which is like if you look, what I often record at my desk at school, I have all these containers behind me and everything's labeled. So it's like weird stuff goes in one box, weirder stuff goes in another box. Only glue, only staples, only paper clips, only pens, only pencils. It is everything has its own container and everything's labeled so that I know exactly where everything is at a glance. And then I even go so crazy as to put them in order of importance. So like pens, paper clips, stickers, like those are all things I'm gonna use like on a daily or weekly basis. And then it peters off into like, you know, blue sticky stuff that you put on the back of pictures and stuff like that to hang them up. Um, Thumbtacks, I don't really use that often in school. So it's like that. And then I think it's getting rid of everything you don't use. Doesn't mean throwing it away, I just put it into hibernation. I have like this big black case in my room where I use a lot of the lockers for that stuff. Um, that helps as well. Now, look, I, I love going to things like yard sales, thrift stores, um, antique stores, and trying to find weird things to put my stuff in. Like I love old suitcases to put things in, old drawers, old, f- like, like if a, um, we were at this thrift store once and they had the freaking, Card catalog from a library. This big old card catalog, like the the Dewey Decimal System, like all the cards would be in there. I'm like, yo, I would love to have that in my classroom, because I would have got like a typewriter. I would have went full John Lopez, got a typewriter and put like typed all the words out and like put them in the little. He would have wrote them in calligraphy. He would have. It would have looked beautiful Mm -hmm. too. It looked like you were in, (laughs) I don't know, calligraphy times. That was. I think that's a real. That's a real time in Very, our history. Mm-hmm. Calligraphy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right after... It's like after Jesus, but before the Industrial mm-hmm. end, oh, uh, right. Are you Revolution. The yeah, go ahead. You're so
1: ridiculous. Alright, RD is asking, I just started teaching a self-contained um, ASD, autism spectrum, uh, second grade class. My co-teacher treats the kids terribly, and I'm not sure how to bring it up. I just started a month ago. What do you recommend?
0: Oh my gosh. A so, I, I think... Yeah, the hard the hard part when you're doing co-taught anything, especially when you have kids like that are on, I would imagine on the spectrum, right? That's a
1: whole class? One of the
0: but one of the things, um, and it's second grade. So what we're talking about, what I've been, I'll I'll tell you what I'll tell you this. Um, so my son has high functioning autism, and uh my ther- my new therapist has is like has worked a lot with students that are on the spectrum, with young people that are on the spectrum, and one of the things he and i constantly talk about is the one how much that can wear you down like the the needs of of young people that are on the spectrum because they're so specific that like if you don't do the thing at the time in the way that you said you would do it that puts a lot of stress on on for in my case on on me as a parent because i don't always have the time and the space and the energy to do the thing the exact same way the way that you wanted at the time that we said in the in the way that we always do like that that it, it is very taxing for me sometimes the other thing that we're trying to figure out lately and I've been talking to him a lot about is what is what is the autism and what is being a teenager and so in your case what is being autistic what is having being on the spectrum and having some of those characteristics and traits and what is you're just being a kid right and so it is but if you don't know <clears throat> if you don't have the training you know, part of me just thinks, like, why is someone in a co-talk class with kids that are on the spectrum if that's not your heart? That'd be like making a special ed teacher be a special ed people, teacher it's, because it's...
1: people get put in those I know, classes. I know. It's and very, it, that's
0: a real shame because it really, you need to have, like, you need to have the heart for the specific types of kids that they really you're teaching. Need a
1: lot. Of, like, AS, the ASD yeah. kids, like, they need a lot of, like, of help and walking through yeah. and all of this stuff it requires. Like, my day at home, because of that is very very busy and structured yeah and
0: but i've been with the co-teachers before that are just nasty to the kids also and so it's like what do you do with well, that I'm saying. i
1: think some people are just
0: so some of the ways i've gotten around to- that is look kids are gonna have to grow up with people that aren't nice all the time right they're gonna have to get through that now look that's not i'm not just saying like don't do anything that's just one thing right what we started doing was splitting the class. So we would, um, like, when we come in, you're going to do whatever the, the do now is, the bell ringer. Then I'm going to do vocabulary. Then you're going to do this part of the lesson. Then I'm going to do this part of the lesson so that there's the lead teachers changing. And so kids are getting an opportunity to see some of that stuff. Um, and and that that helps. I think sometimes it's talking to administration. It's talking to, <laughs> oof, I don't think I've ever sneezed on this podcast ever in my life, I just thought. There you
1: go, first time for everything.
0: Welcome to spring. Um, I think the other piece is I have gone to administration. I have gone to the special ed director. I have talked to other people about, like, is this the best fit? Um, not like I'm telling on someone or ratting someone out or whatever, but it's, like, doing that. Um, sometimes it's having the hard conversation. It's saying, hey, look, I noticed, I feel like – let me just tell you what I feel like I'm seeing. I feel like sometimes i see the kids ask this question or they do this particular activity or they do this thing um and it really seems to bother you and i'm curious as to like you know would you like me to take that part over like do you want to talk about that like what is that about that 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 is so bothersome to you or i think that that can help too because you're actually you're addressing the situation i think sometimes there's no best way except the for the direct way to handle a situation. It's having the hard conversation, it's going to someone that needs to be gone to, it's it is something around that that is that is important. Um, and so I you know, I think what might be interesting is to like I wish I knew like kind of what are kids doing, what are the things that are pissing that teacher off? When are they getting so upset? Because I think that would change that that might address that answer as well, but look I think RD, putting that in the Facebook group too, uh, look, everyone that's ever had a co-teacher, I would imagine has had at least one that was le- even less than optimal, even if they weren't a train wreck. I've had some train wrecks. Everybody but, in
1: here is saying that you're, you have to have the conversation. Yeah. Because, but I love when you do it, you, you do it and you ask questions like, hmm, out of curiosity, and that just takes the sting out of it. You're not the telling
0: them is. what they're doing. You're right. telling them what you think you're seeing. If I feel it's like this
1: <coughs> but it's a,
0: curiosity and not accusation.
1: Accusation, right.
0: And that changes that's everything because no one feels like you're coming at them. It's like, no, I just thought I was seeing this. And they might, because mm-hmm. someone might go, no, I don't. How many times do you say, you'll say something to me with a certain tone of voice. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really, I don't like the way that you're saying that to me well, right now.
1: Well, you think now. I have a tone when a lot of times I'm just getting excited. But because that's I'm, what
0: happened, right? So then I go, oh. But if I and then I have to take you at your word, right? I'm not gonna pretend. Because I'm a pretend. Fiery Mexican, so like I
1: get a little, I get a little excited.
0: But but <laughs> but even that being said, like it is, like I I can't in my head, because I could go in my head and go, you're not though, you're lying to me right now. Yeah. You and have it's to like believe the other person. it's we're like all me. right, I'm gonna move forward. Like you're telling the truth. Like you don't have a problem, and that we're we're good, and you were just getting a little hype because whatever the conversation was. So yeah. Um, that's right. a tough one, man. I hate it is. dealing with that stuff. Well, I hate that the
1: poor... The, the worst... And it's always the truth. Like, who gets the brunt of it? Who gets the It's always things? the kids. It's always the kids, right? And that's the kids are suffering in that class. Is that. Yeah. Person? Okay. Our next question comes from Miss L. Again, she's asking... There is a teacher who has anger issues. It says slash does things that makes... Did we do this one? Nope. Oh. Uh, does things that make the kids... The kids and teacher frustrated um, management knows it but avoid it and justify by saying the kids are used to him Advice. it's another like i guess
0: yeah so there's a couple of things here um when this sort of thing comes up i I'll tell you what, I push administration on it. Like if I think that someone is just outright mean or rude or is letting kids, they're letting kids get away with like damn near everything. Um, like I've had this year teachers that like, just let their kids, like they leave the class before the period's over. So then they're running around in the hallway and they're acting like a fool in the, in the hallway and wrestling one another and play fighting one another, or actually fighting one another. Like it's, it's, it's a wild place this year. Um, it's it's going to administration. And I'll tell you what, like, uh I've had I've had several instances this year where like um there was an instance real real recently where like someone like there were had to be a hundred students in the school parking lot and they were playing football and they were running around and they were doing all different kinds of stuff. And look, whatever your class is like I go I was making fire in the parking lot the other day, right? I'm not against taking your kids out, I'm not against them doing things and and, and loving life and enjoying the weather and you're doing something together um until you sit in my car and then when you're sitting on my car and i'm looking through my classroom window i'm like yo my man is sitting on my car so i yell at the window no one hears me because there's all this ruckus ruckus that's old man marker right there that is an old man when you marker say ruckus you. <laughs> shh, jiminy crickets um so you uh so i went to the principal i'm like yo listen Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do outside, but you can't sit on my car, right? I take that thing to the car wash like three times a week, like get off my car. And then he went out and didn't even address it right away. The kids are still doing their thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to, I'm leaving class. I'm going to go tell the principal now, watch my class because I need to move my car. I'm not waiting for you to do whatever it is that you're doing. And as soon as I got to his office, they brought the kids back in. So I didn't have to address it that second time. But um, look, I think the bottom line is, Miss L, that we are at school for kids. And sometimes we have to be those advocates for kids. We have to say the things that the kids don't know how to say. That no one should have to get used to a teacher being a jerk. Um, that's like that's like, we, we don't want our kids to have to deal with any of that stuff. We don't have to, we want students to grow up being getting used to abuse. Oh, well, it's just verbal abuse and it's not physical abuse. So it's not as bad as the last time. No, we want kids to experience awesome all the time. And so sometimes teachers need to have a mirror held up to their behavior. Sometimes they have to be confronted with certain things. So if if the admin's not doing anything and the kids don't know what to do and the parents probably have no friggin' idea, um, it I think it comes down to us raising having a voice saying something and maybe not going to the principal, but I've gone to the HR people this year. Your stuff is confidential with them. So you could go to HR and say, listen, I'm noticing a problem. I just want to put it on somebody else's. Uh, on their radar so they have a sense of what's going on and then that never comes back to you right you're not going to get in trouble it's like dialing in an anonymous tip um but i think that that is the way that has to go down so it's probably not you directly uh, talking to the to that teacher but it's telling someone that is in power that can do something i think the other thing is being on the lookout, a lot of times my students will come in, they're like, yo, I hate this teacher, or they do this, or they do this, or they do this. And I could talk, go talk to the teacher, I could just go to administration. But in those cases, I like to try and equip my students on how do you do this? How do you navigate this? Like, when should you tell your parents that they need to contact the teacher? When do you stand up for yourself? How do you do, how do you stand up for yourself? Like, and empowering young people to take the reins of what's going on and showing them that they have far more power. Um, than they, then they think they do and reminding them that they are worthy of having great teachers all the time, having a great experience in school and not being treated like a piece of crap.
1: All right. Our next question comes from crush library, yeah. uh, asking ways to keep in touch with former students. I'm leaving teaching would love to be a reference slash mentor, but since my students will still be in high school, I think social media is off the table.
0: Uh, I don't know that that's true, but I'll say this: um, moron, you could just live in the same neighborhood as them. Uh, we were walking back from the library the other day, and I hear I get rah, I hear someone yell something. So I turn around, and there's this young man across the Mr. street. Reynolds. I didn't know what he said um, at first, and then it was I look over and I get this, and I'm just like I look at my wife, and we're in like it was like after school, like ain't nobody no, gonna right. see you on the street in this outfit, so you don't We've really care what you have on. I think, together,
1: and we, went to like, oh, we went to the library. Oh, went to library. And so,
0: but I had like old sweats on and this nasty old sweatshirt because yeah. I was going to like do something when I came home. I so it was like, cleaning all day. and then I get rattled and I look over and he's still standing there waving at me all happy. And I'm like, what in the hell? And, and then he goes, <laughs> you don't remember me? And I'm like, all right, now I got to go over and go see what's up. And one of my former students lives directly across the street from my house in an apartment. Um, and I was like, this is so crazy uh so just live in the same neighborhood i think um that i think social look i think you go where kids attention is social media is fine but you could um you could turn uh, not a lot of people to message you if you don't want to have like direct messaging um and make that social media account a place where what if it was like hey this is where we are um i'm going to post things that kids are doing like you're You're like either, maybe not if you're in high school, but like if you are, uh, but maybe if you are, like maybe if you were like your wrestling team did really great this year, Um, you're getting ready to go off to college, your college acceptance letter came in, I got a new job, like, and kids are posting stuff about themselves. Like maybe you could be the hub of, this is how we're all keeping up with one another. Um, Anything else is gonna be really private. And I think that that's maybe the part that is making you nervous about the social media. But that is, so like if you email, if you have a Facebook group, if it's something like that, this is a place where you're just even posting stuff that you're doing, things that's going, that are going on in life. Like I, I have three different, um, Instagram accounts, like, and so only one of the one that's the most well-known is my real rap with Reynolds. But, um, that, that one is, it's only clean stuff. It's not, I don't put pictures of my kids on there anymore. It's just like what I'm working on, what I'm doing, what's going on in class and then that's how I connect with old students is through there. But, um, th- you know, and then I have one that I use for family and then I have one that I just use for, like, inspiration. But, like, I think that might be, you know, in my mind, that's one of the better ways to do it. The other thing is, um, I you know, when we were through the pandemic, we did Zoom calls with students that were away at college or just kids that, like, weren't in college but not, weren't really sure what to do. And it was every Friday night, we just did – me and Cho just did – like I forget we we had a name for it but it was like let's just kick it like on a Friday night for an hour just show up if you want and um sometimes that was three kids sometimes that was 50 kids and folks would just show up but you are constantly what you're doing is reminding them that you are a resource for them to do the good work that they want to do in the world and to just connect with it's it's hard not to do that so I think social
1: media is great but I think that People are scared, like you said, of the private messaging portions, and so I think use what use what you can to keep you safe, and don't use the other portions. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah, turn off the yeah. If someone
0: wants to ask you so- something, leave a comment under this. Yeah. Like you know, you could even have stories, or you could have posts that are like, "Hey, tell me what you're up to lately. What's the most exciting thing you've There's done this month?" Like you can like
1: move around.
0: Yeah, to, like, and then kids are just commenting and commenting on each other's comments and stuff like that. I think that's a really fun way to do that.
1: All right, Dale Krassnerum is up next, and he is asking Some strong teachers are leaving my department for personal reasons slash retiring. Did you ever feel obligated to take on leadership roles even when you felt unprepared?
0: No. I've. I. I um, here's how I look at things. I, I. Look, when I was younger, bro, I, I think I have been in situations more like in church situations where I've taken on leadership roles when I didn't feel prepared for it, but someone else told me that I really, they, what I did was I felt like someone needed it. Um, so I did it cause I felt like you needed my help and there was no one else here to take this on. I no longer do that. When I, if I don't, if I don't feel like prompted to do something, I don't do it. Um, My answer, this is a Derek Sivers quote, I've said this before, Derek Derek Sivers in in some more colorful language, but I'll I'll use the cleaner version, says that if someone asks you to do something, here's the one question that you have to ask yourself. Do I feel hell yeah or no about this? If I don't feel like, not even like, eh, all right, I guess, okay, I think so. It is when someone asks me, hey, do you want to do this? My answer has to be hell yes Um, or it's no. The end. I have I have too many things because when we start taking on roles and responsibilities that we don't feel called to, what happens is you dilute all the other things that you're doing. So now I am grade level leader or I'm department chair and or I'm in charge of the play after school or whatever else that I'm doing. And I'm that isn't something that feeds me. It's not something that brings me energy that I'm excited about. It makes my classroom less. It gives me less time with my students, less time to plan things, less time to grade things meaningfully, less time to connect with students and parents and colleagues. So saying yes to something else is going to mean saying no to something else, right? So do I want to fill my life with things that I feel pressured into, obligated to do, or is it stuff that not just stuff I want, right? I'm not, I don't want to even be that self-centered, but it is, is is this my assignment? Right. And so, like, it, my faith comes into play with this too of like, is a person my assignment? Is because there are people that are not. I've seen people struggling in my school, and I, I can feel it very strongly that you are not my assignment. Um, that you have some stuff going on that I am not. I am this is not for me. Um, mentees that have that I've not meaning like I've not connected with there. There's a lot of folks that like I've had to say no to opportunities I've had to say no to because I don't feel like they, if, that is my assignment um, or maybe it was for a season and it no longer is. So now I don't do it anymore. And that frees me up to really do the things I've been actually given to do. And so that's why I never feel I, anymore. Like I just say no to damn near. I say no to most things I'm asked to do for that reason.
1: Have a very full
0: plate <laughs> yeah because then you have to like i That's want to be true. there for kids and if you say yes to a bunch of stuff after school and i'm not stoked about it then i can't hang with kids after school i'm no longer a safe place yeah. in my classroom and so although it looks like i'm doing nothing i'm i am and y'all can think whatever you all want to think about it but like i'm over here doing the work i've been given right. to do
1: all right, our next question um, comes from Andrea over on Facebook. She's saying, I have an 8th grade student with ADHD who is very hyper and really struggles to stay engaged in class. When off task, he makes bad choices, such as attempting to stick a pen in a pencil sharpener. He already receives uh, flexible seating with an option to stand and breaks as needed. Any tips or suggestions on how to help him maintain
0: focus? Oh, man, Andrea.
1: This is our life.
0: This is These are my favorite students in the whole world. I think I it just have a, hard, first of all, could we just acknowledge the fact that every week Andrea asks a really hard but really endearing question, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs> I feel like it's always like, and it's, and it's with um, students that I have the most, like my heart is there um, partially because I'm raising one of them um, mm-hmm. in my own house right now. So um, Andrew, I have a kid this year that I have a couple kids that are, I probably have a lot of kids, but I'm thinking of two individually that they they can't sit still for anything. And when they sit down, they do this thing where they're so slumped in their desk and their leg and their arm are over here. And it's just like, it's in a position where I, I, I constantly look at them. I just think, I would never get up again. Like I would be stuck there forever. Um, and that's just, they, they're those kids. They're the, like, they, they can't, they, they are um like school as we know it is just not for them like they' they would be better served to be um you know i don't know in the woods learning or something like that right like i like like i'm not even talking about like a self-contained classroom it's like let's let these guys loose to learn stuff they to really do need, stuff to run to it like off to experience like there would be like that would be so fun but we're not in that situation so what do we do the first thing that I do is I love them, to, I just so much, my man. Here he is. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have kids that like. I have this kid this year. He's not ADHD, but he struggle. He like struggles with, um, just like he's like a very shy young man, right? Very, very nice. Very shy though. But he's the VIP. When the VIP comes, ladies and gentlemen, here he comes, guys. Guys, get away from the door, please. I know you're trying to leave, but I just need one moment because we got the VIP coming through. VIP, welcome to school. When I collect his papers, a lot of times I get down on one knee and I collect them. Um, I only use the hand on a stick when I collect his test because you deserve the golden hand on a stick. This is where your paper goes. I'm going to safely support it uh, until it gets uh, transported to the front of the room where we will grade your test first because you're the VIP. VIP, are you hungry? Do you need any candy? Would you like uh, a little bit of cereal? you need anything like that? Okay, just checking in because you're our VIP. With kids that have like really wild ADHD, right? It's really, really hard for them, especially when you have them at the end of the day and they've been trying to keep it together all day or, or at least going through school all day. It is giving them opportunities to get up, to do stuff. They're in charge of things. I tell them like, um, I, I will help them. Like I had a kid one year that like he had a drawer in my classroom, anything someone needed, someone needed a stapler tape, um, clips. It had to be utterly or i gave you a grade on how organized it was right this is a life skill that i was teaching here it was like being organized and then your job is to like a ninja get what is needed and deliver it to someone i don't if you're loud if you're tripping if you're touching people if you're putting things where they're not supposed to go bro you're, you're gonna get fired you don't want to get fired because it's a special job i don't give this to everybody i want to stay after class one day and we're going to talk about this listen You have some unique skills and abilities, and I want to tap into those. You have a lot of energy, right, where a lot of kids are tired. I need you to use that energy to help me teach this class and to help these kids have the most success that they can possibly have in school. Are you down for this? Yes, Mr. Rounds, I'm down for it. That's what every kid sounds like in my head. Yes, Mr. Rounds, I'm down for it. All right, here's your drawer. Specifically designed this drawer for you. It's extremely organized. Don't let it be unorganized. I'm going to check it every week and give you a grade. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Mr. Rounds, I understand. All right, so when... when um. Mary me, I don't know why her name's Mary I don't think I ever taught Mary in my life but Mary's in the front aisle and she needs a paper clip Mr. Rounds, you have a pen or pencil I'm going to give you the look you got to be paying attention to me because I'm giving you the look now your job is to get that pen and deliver it post haste like a ninja right um, I have often I've had kids we used to have uh, me and Cho used to do this we had a file folder that just had like a list in it and you had to like it had a sign off thing I would go yo uh, I don't know Max, come here, bro. What, what, Mr. Rounds? what's, what, what? Max, 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 bring it in, hone in. Come up here and see me. I have a very important mission for you right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Mr. Rounds. Okay, I need you to take this file folder up to Ms. Cho. I need her to sign it. Do you understand? Yes. What room is she in? She's on like the third floor. Yes. So now I send Max to the third floor. <laughs> Cho goes, oh, we need one more signature on this. We need Miss King, who's all the way down in the basement of the school to sign this as well. This is important, we need to have it done fast. So then we send Max to... Wait, you just make
1: Max waste all of his school time while you're teaching? No,
0: three to four. No, because Max is already done anyway because oh, okay. he's on 20 um, out of 10. And so you, in these interludes, like it's everyone's done taking the test or a quiz, right? Oh. Max doesn't know what to do with himself now. Got so we send it. Max on Aaron to get... And he, we're just helping him out. He's yeah. just expelling energy. Yeah. Um, or great. they get in, put in charge of grading stuff or they get put in charge of... Like, uh, that's kids that I give Play-Doh to. That's kids that I give... Um,
1: right, if you gave Brody, like, if he was done a test and he was sitting in a class, he would start talking, for sure. Yeah, or, like, but definitely. if I gave Brody an
0: Expo marker and said, I want you to um,
1: or like, he would- draw...
0: I, here's an assignment. I want you to draw this on your desk, right? So if we told Brody when he was little and all his imaginary... My, our son calls his imagination his imaginariness. He still does it. We won't correct him because I think it's adorable. Um, <laughs> and he used to draw all those pictures of, like... TIE fighters and addats and stick figures all fighting it out, and you were like, here's an Expo marker. Whatever you're thinking of right now, this story that's going on in your head, I want you to illustrate it on your desk. Babe, he would have friggin' loved that. Well,
1: another, I was just going to say, another one that was really good um, for him with, like, ADHD, and this could work with, like, elementary kids, is, like, you give uh, a couple, a blank piece of paper, a couple of stickers, like, if you have all those cheap stickers from Amazon or Wish or wherever you're ordering them from, um, and then they can essentially the story based on just the stickers. Like you can draw a portion. To yeah. Like, it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Um, Architect- but I think the, one of my biggest things, Andrew, and I said it already, but I'll say it's worth repeating is, and look, you seem like the kind of person that's going to do this anyway. So I'm just going to like affirm what you're doing. It's really, really loving those kids and knowing that it's not their fault, that it's, it's really, it's school. It's, it, it's school that is not, doesn't create the space for kids um, that are dealing with certain things or have certain um, traits, characteristics, abilities, uh, disabilities, that really, like, it's not created for them, right? It's created for a, the average child. Um, and, but, and we're not going to be able to change that necessarily so what are we going to do is we're going to love you so much that you don't feel like you're a weirdo. You don't feel like you're an outsider. You don't feel like you're less than you don't feel like you're always getting in trouble. You're not beating yourself up. And so with those kids, it's like my classroom is a safe space and I'm going to love your face off and I'm going to make you feel accepted. And I'm going to give you important jobs that I'm not giving anyone else. And it's on the low. And like, we don't need everyone to know about this, but you're my guy. Right? So when you come in my room, I really like if you need a break, if you're feeling some type of way, let's do something about that or, Whatever it is, like, I just, I that's a challenge I love every year. Like, I just never get, to, I see them come in and I go, oh. My God. M- Kayla and I literally go, we go, got one. Oh, all right. This <laughs> this is one. This is one we got to keep an eye on over here because we're going to make you have the greatest year ever. Because um, I think you're probably just used to getting in trouble all the time. And then you get after it. So, good?
1: I mean, but, uh, we're not good. There's a ton of questions and I hate ending, but.
0: we to do one more? are we good all right because then i'll just keep going and going and going going. all right so listen gang i appreciate you all so much if you need anything else please remember go to realrapidreynolds.com i'd be happy to help you out with anything you can just send us um a message from there you can get things that you need from there um and look tis the season if your school's looking for anyone that they're already planning for next year many schools are already looking for speakers for next year please reach out to us i would be i would love 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 to come to your school um and sometimes that just asks means asking your principal like hey look i have this person that i want to bring in i think they'd be really great put me in contact with them um or if your school is ordering books this summer like a lot of schools do for like their plcs and things of that nature it is uh doing that as well and look I uh, while I'm thinking of it, the uh, I was just on uh, man one of my favorite podcasts to do the Aspire podcast. Um, aspire to lead. Oh, what's that? Aspire to lead. I I thought the pocket is it. The aspire to lead. Oh, con- actually, I don't know. That's I the thought book. it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but it is. Uh, it, it's You're with on. my boy Josh Stamper, and I endorsed his book and everything. He's just one of my favorite human beings in the world. Um, so. Go check that out. Uh, right on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Just put in um, Aspire to Lead. We're uh, what were we? Episode one eighty eight. I think we. Did, this is our third time. We've done it once a year for the last yeah. three years. We'll both be at the Teach Better conference this year too, um, which is going to be sick. So uh, awesome, gang! Appreciate you so much. I hope you have the greatest, greatest week ever. Anything else, wife? No. Nope. All right. See you next week. Peace.